Well, in case you missed it, it started off slow, picked up a little steam, very evenly matched, back and forth, back and forth, so much so that it's still going on. Yes, they're tied 2-2 two to two at the top of the 10th of the American League wildcard game. There was also a VP debate last night. I hope somebody watched it. Pence versus Timmy starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now. Let the buzz begin! I can't believe that stupid game didn't end, so I uh, had already pre-written what I was going to say, and I'm like, it didn't end. Anyway, welcome to Trump versus Hillary. Here we are after the the one, the only, thankfully, vice presidential debate. Trump versus Hillary. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter at TrumpHillary16. And, of course, like us, share, comment on YouTube. Rate us on iTunes, all that good stuff. I'm Christian Black at Christian DMZ. To my left, for those watching on YouTube, it's our Mexican thing, Chelsea Galicia <laughs> at Chelsea yeah. Galicia. Uh, do I continue and say that that's our black thing next to it? I don't know. We'll see. I'll just say it's Drexel Hurd at Drexel Hurd. And back Wait, from what? the great wasteland of Florida, <laughs> Scott Moore at S-Man 80. Also from the great wasteland of Florida, on the couch of descent where he belongs. That's right. Stephen Helmkamp. Hello. At Stephen Helmkamp. Stephen, I watched the debate here uh, with the rest of the gang, but uh, I didn't watch it with you. So... I'm going to let you start. What did you think? <laughs> Highs, lows, all across the board. What did you think? I wanted to be in my own little descent bubble watching it privately. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's so funny because he was the one that interrupted all of us last time with ridiculous <laughs> questions. And we were, or I felt While like we were watching? Things. I don't know that they were ridiculous. He just uh, he, oh, he posed questions. <laughs> but, oh, I like to keep the conversation but going a little bit. But because of that, that, we did have the closed captioning on this time, which would have helped probably. Hey, there we time. go. But anyway, so you're in your little descent bubble. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think for this debate, a lot of there was a lot of talk about how a lot of Americans are maybe watching a little bit of it, might not be tuning in, and that we are hopefully going to see some substance on policies um, that each candidate should also go in and reinforce the doubts about the top ticket people of the opposing parties. Um, but I was surprisingly surprised uh, with these two. VPs. I actually thought the debate was a lot of fun. I thought it was great. I, I thought it was a lot more interesting than I expected. Mm-hmm. I mean, I joked yeah. last week that uh, we'd be lucky to stay awake during it, but uh, no, I think that uh, they got a little policy in, but there it was a lot. It, it felt more like an episode of Divorce Court, kind of. But <laughs> at the same time, they actually talked about some things that matter, which you can argue you maybe didn't get from the presidential debate. So, yeah, uh, Chelsea, uh, what did you think? Uh, just you know, general. We'll get into specifics. Also, don't worry. Also, pleasantly surprised. I I was struck by how prepared Tim Kaine looked. I had never really seen him speak. Most of America had also never seen him speak, so that's uh, all right. And I was also struck by the fact that Mike Pence could not, for the life of him, answer a question, which is why I started to type down every single question in response, because two minutes would go on, and I would think, wait, wasn't this about North Korea? And we were on, you know, emails or something. So <laughs> th- th- that's probably my... Like yeah, look, I, I, I think the uh, moderator, Elaine Quijano, 
Am I even close on that? I, yeah. I don't know. I'm very, very, very white. Like, <laughs> like both of our VP uh, uh, candidates. Uh, Wait, can but, we get comments? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we get the comments from the, the uh, YouTube chat. Thank you, because uh, I meant to ask for that beforehand, and I would have remembered in the middle of the show, but uh, we always like to hear, so if you're watching live, make sure you comment, and uh, we'll try and include you in the conversation. Uh, I thought that she did a, uh, a above-average job on a few occasions. I do think... She let them talk over each other and wander off topic. But what she did well was get them back and be like, yeah, but this was a question about North Korea. Right, but this was a question about North Korea. And they both did it. So uh, I think that that was good. Uh, You know, people like to say that these moderators are biased. I think that uh, she held both of them accountable, tried to tell both of them, you know, it's the other guy's time. Hang I out. feel like she only did get... that like one time for Kane. Wow. I feel like Kane mm-hmm. interrupted Pence. After every policy question, okay. any question, I felt like she would not shut Kane up. But when Pence would try to interject, which he hardly did this whole debate, I felt like she would say, Governor, hey, 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 keep it down over there. I think Stephen's uh-huh. right that uh, Tim Kane did uh, interject a lot. But let's let the yeah. uh, the other half of the desk uh, weigh in <laughs> on your thoughts. Um, you know, I said earlier that can, is my mic on? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> we can you. hear you. I said earlier that um, was that a Donald Trump yeah, joke? Yeah, was. Exactly. I, didn't know. I can barely hear myself. Um, Everybody's saying that Drexel had a faulty microphone. Um, that it's clear. We were like, well, where's Stephen? He seems to be on screen debating Tim Kaine because he can't seem to answer a question. Uh, so I don't know if Stephen actually watched the same debate that we did, but I believe that um, Elaine's gentleman please was directed at Tim Kaine um, several times. Several Several times. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought the debate was fine. It was, you know, that's always my general, like, it was fine. Um, I thought that Mike Pence won on style. I think if it's about um, a look of a president, mm-hmm. you know, a look of a vice president. Really? That's In terms of substance <clears throat> and actual policy and actually defending the top of the ticket, uh, Tim Kaine did that tenfold, and Mike Pence obviously could not handle every. Right, if you're saying that the objective that is for the VP to uh, stand by their candidate and support their points, I would say Tim Kaine did that a lot more. Mm. It was a little bit more difficult for Mike Pence. Not that he right. didn't at times. You know, it was a lot of. No, know, no, he didn't at all. I think that. <laughs> you don't I, think, think, that at any I don't point. think that at any at, at, at any single point that. Mike Pence. I mean, you might disagree with him, but he no, no, said, no, no. "No, he said, uh, of course he knew about uh, uh, about so Russia." So you think that's an actual defense? I'm just saying. Here's the thing. <laughs> he, he Mike Pence was Mike, making excuses yes, for him, so that's Mike, kind of defending Mike him. Mike Pence took what we like to call uh, the Kelly and Conway. Um, um, approach to answering questions on national television. She was great on Family um, you, Feud. She was great on Family Feud. You know, you you ask a you get asked a question, you you make up some mumbo jumbo about something else, and then you pivot to Hillary Clinton. But you don't actually talk about your candidate because the Trump campaign, once again, as usual, from campaign manager on down, cannot seem to defend their own candidate on policy, on style, on anything. And that's what uh, Mike Pence. Well, that's bad. Your thoughts. Well, I was going to say because they can't. Uh, right. That's why. And 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 I will say. Exactly. I do agree with you 100% on that. I do think if it was a, a look and everything, Pence definitely had that down. But that's, you know, like I said, he's a generic politician. Why? Look. Because he was but like smiling no, and No, I thought his nodding and everything was rude. I'm just saying on, I'm just a, just on that 
but as far as policy, uh, Tim Kaine was they way both more look prepared. Like white guys with well, the same yeah. hairstyle. So <laughs> I don't. I mean, well, I no, was, we're, I, I was saying. Just well, let's like finish his point. I, I was yeah. saying on 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 the political sort of swagger. Like Tim Kaine to me is a little more folksy, and he's very he, like calm, soft spoken, and, and, and like mild mannered. And Pence has that little that political politician that's super polished because he was talking Got about it. Trump not being right. polished. I was like, you are the most polished one around. So I guess, you know, in that sense, it's a good balance. But it was clear Tim Kaine had that policy down. He had it down. He knew what he was talking about. And and it was too hard for, for Pence to be able to defend Trump because there is nothing to defend. Well, and I mean, yeah, let me that. just throw in from the chat room. Uh, T. Michael Rodriguez has felt that the moderator was a little unfair towards Mike Pence. And uh, I <laughs> essentially agree with, uh, with you guys in terms of the fact that Kane did a much better job of getting the policy out there and actually standing up for his candidate. But what he did not do well uh, was avoid looking like a dick because <laughs> he interrupted Pence he very unnecessarily mm -hmm. many times. And uh, my wife texted me during it. I really dislike both of them. Right. And uh, I think to the extent that we're talking about, these are a couple of different white guys that most people don't know about. I feel like they probably should have occasionally put their name at the bottom of the screen because I do legitimately, not even as a joke, I think a lot of people watching didn't know which one was which. Mm -hmm. and, and it then really confused. I was going to say, Kane had a red tie. Yeah. And Pence had a blue tie. Well, that's not that's not going to help us. Right. Until You're working the North, against us. Until the North Korea topic came up, Elaine did not stop Kane from interjecting on Pence. The entire debate. It's not true. That's not true. Pence not true. waited say, his fair turn. Tried. If he ever no, interjected, she know. was on him. And I felt like his microphone was even louder than oh his. Oh talking gosh. about some microphone <laughs> checks. Oh, I say that side I'm, side I'm, arm. I'm, I'm, but I, I feel like yeah. Pence. Hold on. Hold on one second. Let me finish. I feel like Pence had so many accusations thrown at him from Kane that he wanted to respond to all of those. So he didn't have a whole lot of time, but I feel like he did cover his immigration policies. Didn't. I feel like he did cover some foreign policy, didn't. and I felt like his didn't. job tonight was to go <laughs> and reinforce doubt of Hillary Clinton. And I felt like Mike Pence did that, and I feel like Tim mm. Kaine did that on Trump. So I feel like that was their I, job to, as well. To that point, I yeah. do think that they both had moments where they were very successful in that. Uh, but in general, I think, yeah, when you're using style points, I think that uh, Pence just came off better because, you know, we, we remember the Joe Biden-Paul Ryan debate right. that Joe Biden essentially won, but he also shook his head and smirked a lot, right. and he was definitely a dick in that debate. Right. But sometimes, you know what, maybe that's what America um, and wants. I think, yeah. And I think the hard part for Tim Kaine came for a fight tonight. And he really shouldn't have had to come for a fight tonight. But I think he also came for a fight after seeing the GOP. Uh, I'm sure somebody got fired, or maybe not, because they don't like to fire anybody in uh, in Trump land uh, that does anything crazy. But, um, you know... I fired Omarosa. Right, right. You <laughs> they fired. fired a lot of people. Um, but what I'm, but, I but, fired Dennis Rodman. Right. Stop. Go ahead. But, um, but, you know, I think that, um, you know, when, when, the, when the GOP, kind of on the GOP com or whatever the website came out and said you know that Mike Pence won the debate and they talked about Hillary Clinton scandals I think that Tim Kaine automatically got in his head talked wanted to come for a fight about uh, anything that Mike Pence might have thrown at uh, Tim Kaine about Hillary Clinton uh, but it turns out that Mike Pence couldn't even defend his own candidate on anything that was thrown out and I don't want people to go away with thinking that Mike that Tim Kaine didn't 
come out prepared only on policy because at the same time every time that a question was asked he used Donald Trump's policy and Don- he knew more about Donald Trump's policy than Mike Pence did yes and he quoted and he things, quoted yeah. every instance that Donald Trump said something about that actual policy so I think that people have to take that away from this debate it's like he said it Mike Pence no, he didn't say it. Yes, he did. But he actually said it. And if you look it up, I think when people go back, obviously, I mean, you know, if the five people watching the debate tonight right in this room, um, that's what's going to end up. That's what people are going to look at. And, I, I and, really have no idea how you guys think he won on style. I did not think that at all. I think he was obnoxious. <laughs> I thought it was uh, obnoxious. His his faces, all you know. You're talking was, about uh, Tim Kaine's faces, no, or Mike Pence's Mike face with the faces nodding, with the and, nodding and, the, right. and the laughing. Look, that's what old white guys look like. Yeah. We can't help it. All right. <laughs> no, that was that was well, that I, I, was a well, bit much. I didn't. I didn't. I, so I, I'm really surprised to hear that you guys gave him the style brownie points. I said style only because of the interrupting that Tim right, Kaine. Right, I said Tim Kaine interrupted if more. It, if he waited Pence his did. turn, it's, I think it, it, it would have been, been right. But much, it goes back to what Christian said yes. about Paul Ryan last year. If we were looking at a stylistic uh, win from last year or from 2012 debate, yeah. yeah, Paul Ryan won that debate on style because he did seem calmer. He right. might not have known everything as he doesn't know more than Joe Biden. Tim Mike Pence does not know more than Tim Kaine when it comes to actual domestic policy. He but, didn't and know, that was very wait, tr- and that, that was, was one clear. of the things where I'm like, oh, he's really not even going to answer the question when the question was about what are you going to do to prevent homegrown terrorism. We went. That's a good uh, right. question. We did get pretty far question. off Wait, for a on. number did of the topics. Yeah, we did. But that did one anybody particular... hear an answer to that? Because mm-hmm. I, 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 I heard no, I wrote straight it down. international. Right. And again, this was one of the times when I was like, I'm really glad I wrote down the question because mm-hmm. we went way off, and he never answered. No, that we actually question. said that when we were watching that. Like nobody even brought that up on on the home. I had the UPS US. guy come knock on my door. My roommate opened the door. Then my dog ran out and chased him. So I had to go attend to that. Oh. So moment. what does the UPS guy <laughs> think? about homegrown terror. That's what our viewers want to know. I think he's trying to make America great again, though. I think that Steven's dog was trying to find all of Mike's pencil. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's why he ran out it's, of the door. It's so far from a major issue, but we heard about it so many times. What? Who here thinks that the American people in all 50 states are really concerned about the war on coal? Oh, Obviously, yeah. right. I, didn't even I understand that yeah. about it a couple times. We up. heard about it so much. And right. look, I know it matters in <clears throat> Pennsylvania and West maybe Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, West Virginia. Uh, right. it, it matters in, in some battleground states. I get it. You mentioned it, but uh, it came up so coal. much. Yeah, I was like, and, uh, Stephen, do you, as the voice of dissent, do you think, because Pence was the one who kept mentioning the war on coal. Do you think it's an important issue? Do you think it... I mean, they didn't spend a lot of time on it. Yeah. We probably shouldn't, but it really annoyed me how often <laughs> I heard the war on coal. <laughs> yeah, and the regulations and stuff. I mean, I don't know the, like, poll numbers on for what people feel like uh, coal is really suppressing their jobs and their growth and everything like that. But if the numbers are correct from the conservative side that it would create this many jobs by lifting all these regulations, I mean, I think that would be a good thing if we can do it in a safe way that's not going to kill our environment because I actually we, we do hear, believe in science. We hear a lot about clean coal but uh, yeah. I don't I don't I'm not a scientist believe it or I, not. I but, think uh, that if the numbers were correct on creating jobs it, the numbers should 
you should also point out the fact that people who do have cold jobs, uh, those numbers are astronomically high in terms of uh, medical bills, in right. terms of uh, uh, loss in family. So I think that when you say war on coal, it's almost like war on drugs, which I also don't particularly like that term. Mm-hmm. Um, which but, no, nobody ever talked about right, at which all. Nobody ever talked about. But I also don't think there was an opportunity for the moderator to actually bring that up because there was a lot of interrupting and there was a lot right. of non-policy talk from Mike Pence. But at the same time... You know, that's the that is a fundamental difference between Democrats and Republicans. And I talked about this with somebody at work the other day on on coal. And I said, if you go out there and you tell a bunch of families that you want to train them in a new in a job that's going to keep them alive a little bit longer and you're going to create policy on that, then, yeah, you take that opportunity because you want to do the best for your family. And that's what the Hillary Clinton plan and that's what the Democrats plan is when it comes to folks in coal country. Yeah, you we all understand that we grew, you know, there are families that only know one thing. But though that one thing is killing that family off. And that is what's happening in West Virginia. That's what's happening in Pennsylvania. That's what's happening in Kentucky. And those politicians know that. So what they do is they tell them, hey, we're going to kill you. And you don't get to buy into, into uh, health care because you don't even have that opportunity to do that. And that's what Mike Pence isn't talking about. And Tim Kaine had that opportunity to bring that up when he talked about coal. Uh, early on in the debate, it came up that uh, 60% of voters don't trust Hillary Clinton, to which Mike Pence said, of course they don't trust her because they're paying attention. Uh, Stephen, I'll start with you. Do you feel like that's an accurate description of Hillary and the reason behind it? Is it just that simple? They they see her, she has a track record, and that's why they don't trust her. Yeah, sure. I mean, when you look at the Clinton Foundation, when you look at, like, simple Clinton things. Cash. <laughs> Clinton Cash. Clinton Cash. Yeah, when you look at simple things like, um, he says you know, just lying about her health. Um, she's just – she's been tracked and lied about a lot of things. That's mainstream media. So her being a public servant for 30 years, I think that is affecting 60% of the nation because – She's got her hands in our, on our government. You know what's simple? The basic math that Mike Pence could not do tonight with the the, the uh, Clinton Foundation, and he talked about how there were well, there eighty were... people coming in from, or eighty. You know, he said yeah, more than math. half of people. Yeah. Mike Pence clearly does not know basic math about the Clinton no. Foundation when he says more than half. And the AP reported eighty people, and we all know that Secretary Clinton, who blogged the most miles around the world, had more than I don't know one hundred and sixty meetings, so, one hundred two hundred meetings. Mike Pence so, also yeah, said that half ten, of her meetings Mike Pence were also said the ten cents on donors. the dollar actually went to charity, and. I mean, he has to have that number from somewhere, whether it's accurate but or not. You, I'd like to know you more. You wouldn't be the top-rated charity if that was really the spending. Right, right. I, I definitely right. agree with that. And, and again, I don't think you can hold anything, you know, talking about Clinton's uh, trustworthiness comparing to Trump. I mean, that's right. what I'm saying. That's just a losing argument at this point now when you see everything that Trump Well, that's actually what with. I wanted to bring up because the flip side of that yeah. was I believe 65% of Americans don't think Trump has the temperament, which he said <laughs> otherwise uh, last <laughs> week, but uh, don't think he has the temperament to be president. Uh, I I think that uh, Mike Pence probably has the temperament to be vice president. I think we saw that. But, you know, he's not at the top of the ticket. And do you think that he, in defense of his candidate, was able to assuage any of that 65% that maybe, you know, do you think he was like, oh, well, Mm -hmm. I like Mike Pence. He's making a good argument. Maybe I should take another Mm -hmm. look at this Trump fellow at DonaldJTrump.com. No, no. Does anyone think? But Stephen, yeah, I mean, you guys. I mean, he won in the style award. So in terms of temperament on that side, yeah, I think that definitely goes well. I don't think on either. I don't think we're going to be gaining or losing votes for either side really from this VP debate. When it's all said and done, I really don't think we're changing. I guess I'm much more impressed with Tim Kaine's performance. Maybe 
than anybody else here. No, no, no. I, no, I, think I, don't, want, I don't want. I don't want people to not to think that right. I wasn't impressed. I thought I was that Tim too. Kane knocked it out of the he park did. tonight. I, I do. Th- I just think that there were opportunities. I think that, and, and somebody said to me, texted me uh, about it uh, right after, and said, Mike Pence should have taken the Hillary Clinton route. And probably just step back for a second and let Mike Pence dig himself he, into the hole. He, he was that he had so quick to interrupt. Him. I right. do think that there were moments where, if you and we pointed it out during the while we were watching the debate, if you had let Mike Pence continue to talk, that he would have done much more disservice mm-hmm. than Tim Kaine right. jumping right. in. It made it worse really? for Tim Kaine right. to interrupt. So. Oh, I, totally. I, I, I feel like Mike Pence was times, well prepared. I, I do think there yeah. were a few times that if he had gotten to talk more, you know, there was a very specific question about. You know, defending something that Trump had said or a policy that he had, where Tim Kaine was just like, I got to jump. Kind of bailed him out with all these other accusations that he wanted to respond to. I feel like Mike Pence did a really. I feel like both candidates were very prepared. I feel like Tim Kaine also did a good job, but I know all you guys will certainly cover that. So in terms of Mike Pence, (laughs) I feel like he did it. He was very prepared, did a really good job, but also in terms of Hillary's untrustworthiness. Prepared on everything. Prepared he, on all he, the questions he, tonight. He had the talking points down. He had like bring yeah. up emails. Like he had yeah, the, so the, that's the, what I'm saying. Points. He, like, I felt like he points. he wanted to respond to everything that Tim Kaine was alluding to on him. But I also felt like he came in with all the talking points in terms of her emails. They were talking points, but they weren't a response they weren't, no, to they what weren't the issue the was. There, there was. But like, I feel like he did his job, though. Here's, I here's feel like I, that was his I, job I, tonight, I and that's what he did. Tweet, I remember if, tweeting Both of them. If the job is to avoid answering the question, right. then, then, then he, he came did the that. same thing in no. terms of going in and talking not, about talking about Trump called women dogs and pigs and stuff like that. That was never a question from Elaine. Tim Kaine made it a talking point. I feel like both people did that. But every time that Tim Kaine talked about something that Donald Trump said, he always followed it up he did, with he a Hillary Clinton it. policy mm-hmm. that contradicted the Republican policy. You can't even talk about Donald Trump's policies because Mike Pence couldn't talk about Donald Rick Trump's policies. And I said this tonight, and I, said, I tweeted this out tonight, Mike Pence talked less about Donald Trump than Donald Trump did when he was introducing Mike Pence as his VP running mate. I There was no time, there were very little, very few times where Mike Pence brought up Donald Trump's name if Tim Kaine did not bring up Donald Trump's name. So I don't think that Mike Pence was prepared to come out there and talk about Donald Trump. I think Mike Pence was coming out there to talk about Mike Pence and to set himself up for something later. What? He didn't talk because, about his own, he talked about his, his record exactly. as a governor of Indiana yep. for like a glimpse. That, and compared his nope. record to, to Kane's record in Virginia. Which, by the way, Kane was governor during the recession, and uh, well, Mike Pence was I, governor after I that. Do so think there was no yeah. Kane, that. But I don't feel like Mike so. Pence was out there as, like, it was propaganda for Pence. And I think Mike Pence should have prepared more about knowing where he was that night and who his running mate was than I more saw about Well, Hillary in terms Clinton. of knowing where he was, he did indeed call the uh, yes, the true. university the, the wrong name. Yes. I forget what actually Norwood. 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 He called it Norwood yeah. instead yeah. of Longwood, which... You know, it's it's only significant to the people in that room, probably. Yes, it's a factual mistake, but uh, you know, I, I I wonder how many people we didn't need a little note right beforehand. Well, to be fair, mm-hmm. Jeff Graham caught Jeff it. Graham he was watching it. with us. Uh, we just <laughs> never would have imagined that something like that would happen. But uh, look, there were a, a lot of things that uh, stood out to me, and uh, one of the things I wanted to sort of jump out because uh, to reinforce my point that uh, Tim came definitely came off like a dick tonight, was when uh, Mike Pence was making the point about 9-11, and he was telling a personal story about he was in Washington, D.C. I was in Virginia. And like, <laughs> Timmy, Timmy, I was about the Timmy, yeah. Timmy, we get it. You were there. That's great. And, you know, I think he handled it well. It's like, yeah, yeah, we all know where we were <laughs> that day. And it's just like, 
it, it, it he's just so over eager. It's like mm-hmm. you can make your point. You know, you can even wait for him to finish, but to jump in, especially when somebody's talking about nine eleven, it was just is the one that I wrote down because it was the most significant. It was the one that bothered me the yeah, most really as quite. I was watching it. But uh, Stephen, was there any individual thing, or you just feel like it was a general thing about uh, Tim Kaine that? In regards to the nine eleven, well, I, I'm like that's my example. I don't know. You may have the same example, but did that yeah. stand out? Did anything else stand out? I, I mean, I think his biggest zinger of the night was you have a your fired candidate and your hired candidate. <laughs> I mean, that'll obviously be that was decent. You that'll know? be and, real. And I like that on... uh, Mike Pence was like, "Oh, that was good. Did you work that out in a focus group?" Yeah, yeah. And he no, was he's been thing, saying it on the trail well, the whole well, time. Well, yeah, they, they go mean. back and forth. <laughs> you know, there were a few of those. You know, it was like, "Oh, that was good. Did you spend a lot of time writing that?" Those were the moments where you're like, see, why Why do you have to say that? Of course they spent a lot of time writing. He didn't write it. He had no. somebody write it for him. <laughs> you know how it works, Mike Pence. Right. So, uh, you know. I thought it was a great analogy where he talked about how Hillary Clinton was on the floor and trying to raise funds for the, uh, yeah. you know, for 9 While Donald Trump didn't pay taxes. Yeah, and Donald Trump was fighting to not yeah. pay can taxes we, Can we talk like about that? that? I thought that was nice. Well, please. You have so many notes. I, I wanted to give you ample time. But, yes, if you'd like to talk about paying taxes, please do. Well, the question was, you know, the you can question pay my was, taxes. Is it like. fair that he didn't pay taxes? Yeah. Uh, and Mike Pence's answer was that more millions more are living in poverty now and that this economy is struggling, which has nothing to do with whether it's fair that Trump has mm-hmm. not paid taxes. He, he avoided paying taxes by taking business losses. And those were business losses that he like decided to take. I mean, this is a really interesting question. Should I decide, should I be able to uh, decide, well, I would rather... Try all these things with my my company. Let them fail, and or they fail because they just were never going to work. And then I don't get to pay anything for roads, police, military, or I take a chance. I have losses on my business, and I need to pay anyways. I feel like you'd want to take that up with the people who wrote the tax code. I so feel like in Mike really Pence, good... his, he had a he had a decent response to it, saying that Trump is a businessman. He has a responsibility to the banks that have loaned him money and to his investors to pay those loans back. So in well, terms of being a businessman, for that... him to do that, he only used the laws. He doesn't take that seriously. He didn't do paying anything people back because he, he pled for he went bankrupt so many times. Okay. So here's the thing, though. If that was really what he believed that the tax laws are broken and he knows them better than anyone, why isn't it from on DonaldJTrump.com from day one that this is a loophole that's he that he's going to fix. Instead, what's on the website is tax breaks for the rich. So I think this whole thing about well, I'm just a brilliant genius is a really just great way to avoid and manipulate. I mean, just the mind effing that's going on with him and this uh, defense of the taxes is on a whole new level. If that was really his joy to fix the tax problems he would have told you from the beginning this isn't like a secret thing that he needs to when you see a headline of like trump claimed a billion dollar loss and didn't pay taxes on i mean that is very alarming to a lot of people but then when you look at he used the net operating loss law to do that and since that is good, that's legal, good but business. You're, you're cha- but hold on. We're now so on to the So I don't feel thing. like he would go and advocate that because I feel like a lot of people will see the headline and think exactly what you're thinking. Like, oh, he's scamming the he didn't government. Even, that, he's not paying he any taxes. He didn't even need up. to wait till that came out. He could, that could have been part of his tax policy from the beginning. I know of loopholes that exist. And I'm going to close he's these ones. He said that at a lot 
Why rallies. isn't it on he Donald J. Trump? No, he has he has so your argument is why isn't it on the website? But he's, yeah. if you watch his rallies, he talks about that all the time. Yes, and I would have no, like to point he out. He talks about, it. I know the tax codes. I know all the tax codes. No one knows them better than me. I've used them. But he doesn't say which ones he's going to, loopholes right. he's going to close, what he would change exactly, just that I he knows. He's he's really like the I was just going to say, you know, I watched Just to lower tax rates is the only thing he's talking about. I watched a Trump rally the other day and... Did you lose a bus? Your face. I that. And, uh, you know, Donald Trump said something that everybody knows. He says, I've never written a tax law in my life or a tax, you know, he doesn't know how to no. do and anything. And do we think that right. he was so, a brilliant exactly. genius? Why would he so, so, so any, but he, act, he actually said that on the stage. I've never written tax code mm-hmm. in my life. Well, we know, genius. So I don't think that the American people should trust somebody that has no clue about, that has no clue about how to write tax law, that has no clue about the law, that has every clue about how to avoid the law. So I, I, I think that when you're talking about trust and unfavorables and all that stuff, you got to actually look at what the guy is saying. And then the balls uh, to, to, get away with it. to tweet he's, he's about how half of Americans don't pay taxes right. and that the rest of yes. us are tired of carrying them. Well, I'm tired <laughs> of carrying Donald Trump. But, okay, he Whoa. used the laws in terms of being like We're trustworthy. Not. You look at Hillary Clinton, who, and then who he created go, this clever foundation on how to gain don't, don't <laughs> donations from foreign governments. Okay, so you know what else wow. I would have liked to talk about Go during ahead. the debate tonight? Right. I, we spent far too much time talking because I'm tired of Steve. <laughs> I, we spent far too much time talking about Russia. We spent about 20 yes, minutes we talking did. about Russia. Way which I don't, think, which I don't think yeah. that boded well for the Trump campaign um, because any... Focus on Russia will always bring up Paul Manafort, Coyle Rodas, right. any any and, and Trump. Putin's a great Putin's leader. A great leader and Mike Pence did not have a great no. because he talked about Donald Trump being he small about and the, bullying. The point that they have is the the reset. And right. you know, how did the yeah. reset go forward? But, but his, I, but I, his I answer on, my, yeah. on, on, on on Vladimir Putin has has been very different on uh, Trump's message on Vladimir Putin from uh, day one of his campaign, and my, Tim Kaine disappointingly had an opportunity to bring up when they talked about domestic issues had a ample opportunity to bring up uh mike pence's record on lgbt yes i was disappointed in about that too that if you're not. gonna talk about this man's record yeah. you talk about what he has yeah. how many families and how many lives he has destroyed from his tax breaks and tax cuts in, in Indiana, from his laws in Indiana on LGBT rights. You talk about the things that actually matter because that is actually on his record. And Tim Kaine did say well, you voted for it. It's on your record. That's why they couldn't talk about the Iraq war vote tonight. Neither of them brought it up because right. both, of, both them of them voted, voted for it. Right. Exactly. So if anybody talked about it, yeah. it wouldn't have been, you know. I mean, that would have been a decent question from the moderator right. to ask about it. Right. I was hoping that he did a good job, but that was definitely something she should have brought up. I was disappointed that he didn't when they talked about They couldn't talk about TP either because they both <laughs> agree yes, with it. They do. Uh, momentarily we'll talk about uh, social issues that they did talk about but I wanted to get some quotes from the chat room. If you are indeed watching on YouTube please uh, join in and chat with us. Uh, Lauren McLeod said she was disappointed that no one was sniffing. I agree. <laughs> that actually added a lot. Uh, one of our, our, our biggest fans Kim Kurzatowski, she liked Tim Kaine calling Pence quote Trump's apprentice which I do think that that uh, was, uh, that was nice. You know they look. They don't always land the way that both Hillary and Tim Kaine think they will, but they are very good at coming up with things like the your hired campaign, your fire campaign, and you know what? That's that's good campaigning. If so. you don't know the difference between a dictator and a leader, leader. you should go back to fifth grade. <laughs> right. so and you know, it's, that it's, was another it's, good one. It's that really was. hard to debate somebody 
when that person thinks their running mate is somebody completely different. And that's what Mike Pence was tonight. He thought, I, I truly believe, he, he doesn't know Trump's policy, and he believes that his running mate has somebody completely different and probably should be at the top of the ticket. Uh, there was a, a moment when they were talking about Social Security. Mike Pence said, there they go again. Mike Pence, look, we get it. You love Reagan. <laughs> Don't steal his lines. Come on. That's but Reagan's like, son no Reagan. came out and said Reagan wouldn't have voted no. for Trump. And he or Nancy Reagan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I mean, you know, if we were doing the more normal show uh, that wasn't a post-debate show, we could talk about how Barbara Bush not... Uh, 41's wife, but the uh, 43's daughter, daughter was at a Hillary Clinton yes. event uh, over the weekend. <laughs> I think that, you know, there's probably not any real love lost uh, between those two families, considering that uh, Trump is still campaigning against George W. Bush for some reason yep. that I don't You mean quite Jeb Bush? Uh, and Jeb and Bush, George, Yeah, but yeah. George W. Bush I'm sorry, but record. when you said Jeb, you I could see there was point? not an exclamation point. <laughs> so, you say it properly. Uh, so, you know, they did get to uh, social issues. Uh, well, one in particular, really, they basically got to the idea of faith and how it uh, impacts. Who could out-religious the other is what yeah, I felt and, like when I was watching that. I, I feel like uh, Pence wanted to say, like, you know what, I, I uh, he got to the... Sanctity of life, the pro-life issue, which, you know, is something that it's a very uh, volatile, hot-button issue, but it uh, doesn't come up as often uh, during the campaign. Uh, Donald Trump himself has clearly changed his opinion on this, just like he's changed his party registration. So, uh, I, I don't know. Do you think that they handled the issue well in terms of both stating their points. Obviously, I don't think either one of them is changing anyone's mm -hmm. mind on that issue. No. But do you think that they made people feel like they will handle it the way, well, you know, not them, but their administration will handle it the way that the law dictates? Stephen, do you think they handled the abortion issue well? Both. I, of think, them. I think both of them did in respect to their religious views and how they personally feel. I mean, it's a very subjective argument. It's, it's a personal issue. I feel like Mike Pence. Wait, but the he's question is objectively: Do you go with your religion or the law? So I feel like Mike Pence, in terms of his decision to be pro-life, comes from his Christian values, and that's the way that he wants to obey it. But I mean, I do. I agree with Tim Kaine in terms of I am pro-choice, but when I was elected in office in Virginia, I agreed to take the oath and uphold the law. And and I love that. I, I, I agree with him. I that do sense. think that they used the issue well. Mike Pence used the issue well when he's like, well, you know, Tim, we know that you were not in favor of federal funding for abortion, but your boss Hillary is. So he was able to actually get some political points on that. But uh, how do you, uh, Scott, how do you feel that they both handled the issue? Do you think that they both basically made their base feel like, yeah, okay, this guy's yeah, got no, an interest. I, I do. I think what, what Stephen said, I think if you're going after your base, you went after your base, of, and, uh, and Tim Kaine did it, and, and Mike Pence did that as well. So those people that are, are very anti-abortion and pro-life and everything else are going to feel like, yep, yeah, Mike Pence threw the red meat at them, and it was you know but, what they wanted to hear, and I thought Tim Kaine did it for... But I agree with Tim Kaine's side, obviously, more, because I agree there's a separation of church and state. So. Yeah, and, and even like, not for the, their base, but even, like, if you're a Gary Johnson supporter, right. and you see one candidate 
say are there still Gary Johnson supporters? <laughs> yeah, there are there's actually two percent. Yeah, you're right. There are still some. No, they yeah, higher than that. Joel Stein's at two percent. He's up like seven. five, six, seven. He's yeah. around seven right now. But yeah. what? But go what he out. said. And there's people who still go to Nickelback concerts. So what do I know? <laughs> anyway, to your point. And this is just ironic that Tim Kaine's answer was, "I have my beliefs. Right. I believe in those strongly for myself, and I also know that sometimes my job, the law." What I must uphold is something right. different, and I have to honor and respect that. And that's it's not the role of government to, for example, get into the personal life of a woman to make that choice. Which, we should right, trust which, her which, right, to make that choice right. herself. So I thought that that was good because if you're a – all these people who say that they're conservatively – fiscally conservative and socially – See, would resonate with that answer. Yeah, I did. I, I, I did. Think, I no, thought I, that was his zinger of the night, no, saying I, I, you can be pro-life, but your your Christian values shouldn't be mandated on everyone right. else. Yeah. And, and, that's and we, I thought that, we agree I think with that's that. Very I, true. But I think there are people like he, uh, like Christian was saying, the, the 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 you know ones that are ardent anti-abortion and pro-life. I think Pence threw that at them, and that it, that definitely appealed to that base. If you're just going on. Making the argument, I think Pence did that. Yeah, well. he's no, making the point about what they refer right. to as partial yeah. birth abortions yeah. is definitely you know that's definitely right. like, don't worry, base, we know, right? Yeah, so. And I think that should have been the opportunity when he did bring up women's rights to choose and right uh, that. And, and you know Tim Kaine used two examples. He used the death penalty and he used abortion yeah. in his decision making as governor of Virginia. Mm-hmm. That should have been the moment where he attacked. Uh, Mike Pence on LGBT rights. Yes, that should have been the agree. moment where he tacked uh, Mike Pence on women's rights in Indiana. Uh, because well, if you're going to get if you're going to cut funding for Planned Parenthood out of Indiana, if mm-hmm. you're going to cut marriage equality out of Indiana because you don't feel like following the law because you feel like following your faith first, that's a problem. Right. How no, much, I, I absolutely agree with you on that one. How much of a did. problem is it for the ticket that it is Mike Pence talk a little bit about some of the, you know, the uh, they're not LGBTQ friendly uh, decisions that he's made. So talk a little bit about, you know, how much how this is really a weak area. And maybe if Tim Kaine had asked you, Drexel, what you would have said, here's what you say. Here's how you go after them on these issues. I think you just I think, you know, when it comes to this kind of stuff, if you're when it comes to debates like this you have to talk about record and at the end of the day mike pence's record on the actual issues like we just talked about a litany of where they agree there were plenty of times in the debate where mike pence said i agree mm-hmm. there were plenty of debate at the ta- risk of agreeing at the risk right. of right. there were, say I agree. Right. Yes. there were plenty of times in the debate <laughs> last week where donald yay. trump agreed with yeah. you know tonight mm-hmm. was the first time i feel like i've ever heard a republican other than Rand paul say the words criminal justice reform so and mike pence like said it just probably so he could throw it out somewhere mm-hmm. so, so he can say, so he can say that, that he I, talked that about that he talked about yeah, exactly. right. mm-hmm. so I, I think when it comes to um, attacking somebody I think like I said you just have to look at Mike Pence's record and Tim Kaine knew the answer I just think he spent I think that after a while of him interrupting I think that he just kind of gave ran up out the, gas ran out of gas kind of gave up the attack mode at a certain point and then kind of tried to reel it back in well, yeah, I feel like um, Mike I was Pence's disappointed with argument that, though, to attack Tim Kaine's candidate would have been the foreign donations that she's received from Saudi Arabia, a country that slaughters and murders Christians and gay people. But that's another—it's kind well, of like Well, he did talk about—I know he didn't talk about it in right. that respect. He did but talk saying, about all the but that, mind, but that has no. nothing to that do with That would have been a great religion. shot the question for him was to do religion. Take out the Christian issues. Part of it. 
how they slaughter and murder gay people. I think that there's a there's obviously fundamental differences in these tickets. But then Trump wants so to give them nuclear weapons. <laughs> but I mean, that's. Right. I, I think that, that Mike Pence summed it up very well, and it was something that uh, the there there was some laughter in the trailer mm-hmm. when he said it. But it definitely reinforces the point as to why people support Donald Trump. I don't and there think people so... know that we watched it. In a trailer. I know. I was going to say that too because they're like, "What?" Trailer? <laughs> <gonna> sound... <laughs> we were watching. Let's just say there was one big casting couch, <laughs> no pictures. Oh my god, that's Every... so terrible! Because everybody's gonna never mind. <laughs> Chelsea wasn't there. He's just like he's just digging. I digging disavow that. I was just at home watching the debate tonight. Pence spends a lot of time on his knees, so he might have. Been he did say that. He did. I resisted writing down 50 yes. different jokes. <laughs> what he did say is that Mr. Trump is not a polished politician like you and Hillary Clinton. And but Putin point, will respect and himself, is, too. Well, the point is, you know, yes, obviously. But, uh, Stephen, I think you would probably agree that people who do like Donald Trump, one of the things that they like most is, no, he's not a polished politician. Yeah, he doesn't right. have all the lines you know, tested out by focus groups. It might work against him because he throws the lines out in front of thousands of people. <laughs> but uh, I think you would agree that that is a... I think a, I totally agree. And I think her unfavorable numbers come from, again, the foreign donations. They the don't tens come, they of don't millions come of dollars that have been lower than sunken Trump's. into I the Clinton Foundation. Half of her yeah. meetings as no, Secretary of State with were with all these foreign Half donors. Half of those meetings? 60 no. companies that lobby the government have also donated to the Clinton Foundation. I think that's what so people are frustrated what you're saying is the Clinton Foundation and the Trump so Foundation. So basically what you're saying, Secretary of State argument. travels around the world, has to meet people in different foreign countries, probably shouldn't do that because other countries are donating to her foundation. I think that you, I think that you're missing the point of being Secretary of State. I think no, that I think that we're no. missing the and point that's that they created the, the foundation, foundation and coming to from. allow foreign donors thing, to Stephen. get in here's for a thing, paper Stephen. play in terms of U.S. politics. Like Mike Pence, <laughs> you can't seem to agree with any policy from the Republican side or Donald Trump. So while I'm while while we sit up here and talk about the policies of Hillary Clinton that we actually do agree with, and not talk about Clinton cash because you seem to be the only one to do that. Uh, Donald actually, Trump, I think Mike a lot Pence, of people are talking Mike about Pence the Clinton isn't talking Foundation. About it. Donald Trump's not talking about it. Republicans on the Hill aren't talking about it. You seem to be the only they Republican right now in America. Well, if you turned off MSNBC for ten minutes, you'd actually see over, that a lot of other stations Sean Hannity, are talking Sean about Sean Hannity this. doesn't talk about it. Call yeah, Sean Hannity. What are you talking about? Sean Hannity talks about all the time. He doesn't talk about it because so does CNN. So does Anderson. Right. Only one one talking about. Uh, one of the uh, more awkward moments for <laughs> Mike Pence was, uh, you know, look, there were a few times that they both strong-armed in some talking points, some buzzwords. They wanted to have a soundbite or two. When uh, Mike Pence basically stopped the debate cold to talk more about cyber wa- warfare <laughs> and talk about Hillary Clinton and her classified server, which, as we said last week, is a point that Trump definitely should have made. Yeah. He had a moment. So clearly it was like, all right, you got to get this in there because we did a bad job on it. Uh, and look, they, they both did it. But, uh, well, I'll, I'll go to Scott. What do you think about sort of going back into the classified emails and, you know, to keep it a, a bipartisan criticism, how many times did we... We get it. He didn't pay taxes. He doesn't want to pay taxes. Right. There were so many times that it was mentioned. It was like, uh, okay, well, do you have anything else? Because I'd like to hear that too. But uh, to, well, to this point... Scott. I mean, that's that's typical debate. You know, you're going to edge in and you're going to try to stick with these talking points that you think are going to work and right, hammer out the points. Right, because most people probably didn't watch all 90 minutes or however well, and you're, But you're just going to hammer out the point again. Yeah. I mean, they, they made the same lines a few times there and that's just trying to get back at the base of saying, talking about the emails whenever they can, talking about, you know, him, uh, Trump not paying taxes and that's typical debate, you know, move and, and that wasn't um, necessarily surprising to me. I mean, 
it is that's that's what they do. Uh, Chelsea, both candidates uh, threw around the term uh, insult-driven campaign. Yeah. Do you feel like that's accurate uh, from both sides? Yes. You can feel that the insults but, are founded more for one person, but I do believe there are indeed a lot of insults being well, thrown around. But I, the, I, I do think it's very normal that the candidates will insult mm-hmm. each other, but I think it's a new thing where the candidates insult the American public as much. I know they're the basket of deplorable things is like one, but I mean, just myself, uh, Mexican, so I must be a racist, rapist. You're also a, a Mexican thing, if you remember. Yes, yes absolutely. Yes. How about the Bernie basement bombs? Oh, we can that talk was, about that. That was never prepared in talking yeah, about that. I actually, that. I actually agree with Hillary Clinton on that. That wasn't negative. It wasn't a bad, right. bad thing. Um, let's. What else? I, I don't know what he, he could probably call me. A lot me. of people a think pig. it was about What no, would he call me? Miss Housekeeping? Because I'm a woman and Mexican? Miss Piggy? Probably. But I don't think he'd call you Miss Piggy. Right. Uh, because you're not a fat pig. You know, that's what he reserves okay, it for. Okay, so, yeah. oh, okay, I'm safe because I'm thin. Yeah. Thank yeah. God. So he called someone overweight, which is not okay, 20 years ago. Hillary Clinton is shamed women ago, just talked about for sexual he's affairs. About he's, just talking about. he's just talking about. Now we're now. talking about a- Angela or Ansley Machado or whatever. This is Alicia 20, Machado. Alicia Machado. You don't know like Trump does. Yeah, this is Here's twenty years ago. No, Let's talk about reasons. Hillary Clinton and women. Hold on. How she Stop. shamed Hold people. She sent the FBI and CIA after these women that came forward with these but sexual. This is affairs with Bill Clinton. You will never get away from Roger Stone. Roger, I think he's following Roger Stone on Twitter. Here's the thing. I think here's the thing. Donald Trump uh, said his thing about Alicia Machado like three or four days ago because he tweeted it out about how she gained weight. So when you're talking about twenty years ago, because it got brought up again, but he brought it up again. Back again. He can't. He didn't bring it up again. He did bring it up again. And I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying that's okay. I'm just saying let's talk about Hillary Clinton and women too. I think you just let's see both sides of the coin. You should spend less no. time watching Donald Trump scripted rallies and more time watching his 3 a.m. <laughs> tweets because then you actually get the, get the, real, the real Donald Trump. Um, because obviously you don't know what candidate you're supporting anyway. Uh, so obviously you don't want to see Rosie. anything that Hillary Clinton does that doesn't bode well for you. Well, no how about her, how about her no shaming all these women? How about shame? Where do you? That's where your do you sh- that's your reasoning. I, no, no okay. candidate is perfect. To, I'm Hold on. Perfect. The whole Hold argument on. is Hold Trump is Trump against women. Like let's so, talk no, no, about no, no, the other no, side. I just want to address this. I just want to address this because I. No, I not a woman, and neither is Stephen. Even though he acts like it sometimes. Okay. Insulting campaign. But I think insulting campaign. That's okay. Words you know, hurt, Drexel. Right. Words I hurt. Know they not do. at all, actually. Uh, Donald Trump winning. Donald Trump winning the election is going to hurt even more. But I think that uh, when it comes to a woman being cheated on, I think that the natural reaction for a woman is to do a couple things. A you're going to be a real bitch at some point. <laughs> and B, you have an you have you have a choice. Either you're going to stick by your marriage and work through it or you are going to scorn that person and Hillary Clinton made a personal choice to stick with her husband. Yes. Yeah, instead yeah. of scorning her well, that no, person, no. her husband, she scorned the well, woman. Here's the thing though is that those are specific people. He Trump has insulted groups right of people. Uh Oh, did you know, sure Drexel, you're living in hell too. because you're black? All people are living right. in hell. Because that's what I'm saying to, about I mean, insults. To Stephen's point. And I'm not disagreeing with that, her. but thank you for at least talking about the other side of the coin for two seconds. Stephen's point is there are 
you know, accounts from uh, Winita Broderick <laughs> is the one that comes to mind. She'll talk about, you know, that it wasn't just what happened with Bill Clinton. It was how actively involved Hillary Clinton was. And yes, these are obviously right. a personal account. So you do have this issue, but it, uh, I don't know, how significant do you think it is, Stephen? The, because it, it gets dismissed pretty quickly. Do you think people care? Basically, about one Ada Broadwick story. Let's just say it's 100% I think people true. People do which care, I but it was, it was that, but... a while ago, and yeah. this is so fresh, and this mm-hmm. is being brought to light right, right this second. But I think it's important for people to know. I think that we're looking at people's track record. I think we're looking at people's history. And Let's that's see, all when, I'm saying when, to do. I'm not discrediting some, some <laughs> awful statements that Trump has made. That's not to take away from that. I'm saying, like, let's just see both sides of the coin. We are seeing both we sides. Are. Again, you, you... Yeah, but when we bring there. it up, it's no. complete Here's denial. It's complete dismissiveness. You don't even acknowledge it. Where, you're in saying, public, no where in public have you ever seen Hillary Clinton come out about those women? Where in public, other than somebody's hearsay story, have you ever seen on tape Hillary Clinton ever say anything about Monica Lewinsky, or anything say about uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Flowers? I've never seen a million dollars, but I know no, it's no. real. But what you're saying is... What we're saying is we've seen Donald Trump... And his and his his surrogates, surrogates yep. talk about people in America. Drexel, you where there's smoke, I know where you're going with this. Where there's smoke, there's fire. I've never seen a million dollars cash, but I know it's real. Oh, oh, and if okay. there's enough allegations, okay. there's enough so anyway, testimonies. Why else would all these points be Before Drexel moves on, uh, if you I have for to the move on every why would Hillary Clinton go on tape about it? Drexel, there was another point. Okay, so anyway, there was another point today that that Mike Pence brought up. Uh, talking about immigration, which again he cannot defend Donald Trump on, <laughs> exactly. and I thought it was very funny. He didn't it's even bring it up. It, he actually, did, he actually didn't Trump. even mean to bring <laughs> it up, but I thought it was so funny that he said it uh, when he said, "Let's welcome the children of the world," um, considering that his candidate and his immigration policies don't aren't so inviting to children of the world. Those children are losers. You know, so I I think that once again, you're starting to see the real Donald Trump, and you're starting to see the real Mike Pence because every time they say something. It's contradictory to what they to uh, to backpedal for a moment. Uh, and uh, Tim Kaine made the point after Hillary's basket of deplorables comment. He's pointed out she apologized, and the there again another fundamental difference between these candidates. Donald Trump does not apologize for very much. I can't think of things. That I'm sure someone can tell me some that he has. Great. He usually doubles down and is gets very defensive, usually on 3 a.m. on Twitter. And I I think that that very definitely bespeaks to the temperament that 65 percent of Americans are troubled by. Uh, I uh, I lost. I, I should have written down a comment that I saw earlier, but uh, that's my mistake because I looked up and I'm like, well, now it's gone. You guys are just chatting too much, but we love having you there in the chat. Uh, we've got a few more minutes, so if you want to jump in over there on YouTube, please do. But if not, if you're listening after the fact, please tweet us at Trump Hillary. 16. Now, Chelsea, you have so many notes there. I feel like there has to be one thing you're burning, maybe even one or two, but if something comes to mind, please share with us. Because yeah, I, I wish I could get a shot of these notes because, because uh, they, they make mine look ridiculous. I, I know mine too are terrible. I was, I was putting song, my, yeah. my yeah. transcription skills to work. Uh, I, I thought what was kind of alarming was this whole idea that we are going to get the world to respect us, Putin to respect us, because we're going to demonstrate strength. We got to rebuild our military, which spend more money, um, and all about the appearance of strength and the perception that of law and order abroad and here. And that's that's a it's kind of scary. It's ineffective. It's a 
hawkish way to look at the world and even our own countries kind of like want to militarize uh, our own country. And that is kind of scary to me. I, 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 I am in this case very lucky that even though I am as Mexican as I am white, that I look white because if I looked Mexican, I would be afraid of a, a Trump, you know, stop and frisk, you know, all over the world or the country, I should say. I mean, thankfully, he can't do that exactly because he doesn't run the states. But the way he talks, it was it would be like he would implement that. And then it just sounds like he wants to instigate war around the world. We got to show him we're, we're tough and strong and blast them. And it's just that that's not where I want to go. And I don't think it's going to make us safe. And with security and fear being the thing that's most of concern to Americans. I think it's the really wrong way to go. And I think Pence made it painfully clear that that's their stance is just be very hyper aggressive. And it made me less of, if it, if it was possible, of a Trump Pence fan. And I just don't see how anybody, and I can see white America feels very right. safe, but the rest of us or, or, or who fear for, you know, some of my family members who don't look as white as I do, I'm afraid for them. Right. And, I, and I tell and I tell minorities all the time, I'm like, I think what people have to remember, especially when you're voting, is that you're not only voting the two people at the top of the ticket. You're also voting for them to choose their cabinet officials who are actually running the policy. And the um, Supreme Court. The Supreme Court. I'm not, yes. I mean, the Supreme Court's a little bit different, but I'm but talking about actual, I'm talking, it is a huge thing. Right. I'm talking actual cabinet positions. So, right. for example, <coughs> excuse me, Loretta Lynch. There has only one been one Justice Department that has really turned the t- tables on criminal justice reform as best as they can in these past couple of years, as the air colders Loretta Lynch. Um, sure. Except uh, they never Department. went after anybody at the banks. They, so right. Well, I'm more talking about to what you were talking about in terms of feeling safe. Justice. Yeah. I think that there is a, there is too great a risk in appointing a Chris Christie as Attorney General or Rudy mm. Giuliani as Homeland Security. These people that you know that Donald Trump mm-hmm. or Mike Mullen who's been out there stoking fear in the American people those are the types of people that Donald Trump is going to right. appoint in those cabinet positions and so you think that we are fearful now we are always going to be fearful because that is what Republicans have done over the past two or three decades is stoke fear in the American people to keep them locked up uh, in in some sort of um, you know crazy whirlwind and that's the Republican monster. It's the Republican way it's true uh, now, for those of you who uh, can't imagine having to wait a whole week to have us back uh, with you, don't worry. We're going to be back on Sunday. <laughs> Sunday night is the second presidential debate. Uh, I believe this one, they said where it was, and uh, it's, it, it's like somewhere it's in the Missouri. It's in Missouri. <laughs> And then the third one will be in uh, Las Vegas, where apparently we will not be. Viva. <laughs> I will. Well, you, you'll be staying at the at Trump, Trump Tower. I'll try to get uh, a camera and a mic, so we'll see. That's good. Uh, uh, that'd be great. We would appreciate that. He'd be uh, able to walk through freely. Yeah. Well, because he doesn't, be look like, he doesn't look like you guys. <laughs> right. That's why we're not going. We feel safer uh, in Los Angeles. So, uh, we'll be, we'll Jump be the wall at a Clinton actually. rally. You might we'll get arrested. We'll be here after the debate at uh, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern. So make sure you look for us then on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the subsequent, so 10 days later, that Wednesday will be the next show. And then eventually we'll get back into our usual time slot. And before you know it, it's going to be election day. Right. 
And, uh, well, that'll be a fun show, no matter what happens. Really. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that night. But uh, we appreciate fun. everybody yeah. in the chat room. Uh, there were uh, some great comments from last time, but I know we're almost out of time. So I'll just point out, uh, Lady Goth 12 said, Oh, you all look so snazzy. Chelsea, gorgeous as always. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, Carolyn Spencer said people should stay in Trump's hotel and not pay because his right. staff didn't do a good job. And no, but the housekeepers. Well, leave them a tip. You tip the housekeepers. Tip the housekeepers. Cash. Cash. Exactly. I always tip them cash. And finally, Lawrence Thanks, like Lawrence that. Bakery <laughs> says, "Am I the only one that gets a Jonestown vibe from all the Trumpers? It is astounding the amount of delusion these people live with." Yes. <laughs> yes, I agree with that. It's a little scary. But uh, if you disagree, please Mind tweet the fucker, us. Commander in chief, or, or Willie, or, or or Willie Horton style ads that the Republicans are running against Democrats. So I even saw that. Trump ads in California. Well, yeah, it's funny yeah. you mention uh, Willie Horton, and we'll wrap it up in a second. I, I heard someone make the comparison. I, I wish I could think of who it was that I would attribute this to, but saying that the way that Donald Trump is running his campaign was basically if Mike Dukakis was riding in the tank and he got all the bad, <laughs> he got all the bad press. He would then get back in the tank. Okay. He'd have Willie Horton in the tank with him, and he'd drive the tank across yes. country. And he would I thought that was a great way to set yes. up the way that uh, Trump is handling his criticism. Anyway, <laughs> we are at Trump Hillary 16. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Rate, comment, like, all that good stuff. On the couch of descent, Mr. Stephen Helmkamp, at Stephen Helmkamp. At the edge of the desk, Scott Moore, at S-Man 80. Drexel Hurd, at Drexel Hurd. Chelsea Galicia, at Chelsea Galicia. I'm Christian Blatt, at Christian DMZ. And we will see you next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern. See you then. Thanks, everybody. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 